The Bulletin. It is time for the Bulletin, a variety of topics through the eyes and mind of one man. It's Jamie Wall. Hello, friend. Good morning, Daniel. I hope you're well. I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Were you just a twinkle in your parents' eyes in 1995, or were you on this mortal coil? I'm surrounded by very, very young people. <laughs> no, um, and uh, I'll take that as a compliment, because I was actually 14 at the time. I was, I'm very, very well old enough to remember it. I remember absolutely bawling my eyes out um, at the conclusion of that game, uh, because I was absolutely convinced the All Blacks were going to win by about 100 points, and John Alonso was going to score 10 tries. Uh, and so to see that happen at the end, I was obviously too too young to kind of comprehend the just what it meant for South Africa at the time. Yeah. But I'm very glad that in the, in the following years, I I very much got got that through my head. So it was probably the first ever All Black loss that I got over. Uh, I think it still took me a while to rewatch that game. Um, and if you want a good read, I've I've done a three part series. Uh, about uh, just what that game was about um, on RNZ at the moment, if you want to go and have a look at that. Interesting, yeah, sort of unity, togetherness, glory, uh, Pienaar standing side by side with Mandela, Mandela wearing the Springbok jersey, the significance not, not lost to the world. I, I had the great privilege and honour speaking to Francois Pina for, for a series I did many moons ago, a, a long chat with him about it, and I can't quite believe the aftermath uh, and what they went through. They didn't have a party, Jamie Wall, could you imagine that? Could you imagine not having a party after winning a Rugby World Cup? Uh, there was not one plan. They got back to the hotel, didn't know where to go. James Small decides then to jump into a fountain, um, as James Small was prone to doing. Uh, but then Francois Pino wanted to go and hang out with his friends. He couldn't get a cab. He had to thumb a lift. He hitchhiked to get to his mate's house when he ended up just plonking himself down on his ass with a bottle of champagne and just basically hung out by himself. That doesn't sound like fun to me when you've unified a country. Yeah, well, I mean, hitchhiking in Johannesburg, <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun either. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy just the amount of stories. Also, just the, the entire backstory, like what was going on behind the scenes uh, at the time, you know, with rugby going professional at the, same, at the same time, because, you know, you'd think that Sean Fitzpatrick and Francois Pinot would be sort of looking at each other as mortal enemies. They were, they were talking to each other the entire tournament about, how they were going to make money out of what was going to happen next. And, and they almost did because of the whole World Rugby Corporation uh, situation and everything like that. So, you know, and then you had, obviously, Jonah, and you got the food poisoning, and then, you know, the fact that there was just these uh, very serious uh, threat of an assassination attempt on Nelson Mandela at the time. It was just... Um, it just goes to show just kind of how sanitised uh, international sport is now. You know, like you don't really have because they're so keen to uh, distance themselves from from any sort of controversy or politics or anything like that. You don't have these wild situations um, that we had anymore. I remember, like, just one aside, like talking to Josh Confield about his experience. He said that their their security uh, chief. Uh, just decided one day to just fly in a helicopter from his private security firm that he owned and took half of the All Blacks out to some shooting range where they spent the day just blowing things up. <laughs> and that was on the week of the final. <laughs> yeah, the Western world is a bit dull now in comparison. <laughs> Isn't it? A little bit. <laughs> just going to go blow up some crap. Um, got a big World Cup final. Let me throw out the, the notion, the idea, the theorem. Is there as much fizz for this game, even though it's the final compared to, say, quarter-final weekend? You know, how are you reading that? 
Well, I really like that text you read out uh, just before about um, the, the, the person who, who said that New Zealand doesn't really know how to feel right now because we were so convinced that the All Blacks were going to lose. And I'll put my hand up. I was one of them as well. It's, that's why I'm not there because I, I didn't think the All Blacks could make it this far. Uh, and that we had everything literally pre, pre-recorded, pre-written, you know, ready, had all our conversations started, ready at the pub <coughs> to, to chat with strangers about how disappointed we all were about it, and then it just it didn't happen. And so I think it's taken us a good couple of weeks to get our heads around, like, wait a minute, the All Blacks are actually in a really good position to win a World Cup right now. And um, I think it's going to really take until the actual game itself before people are going to, just probably even kind of believe it. And I, and I think that's why it just feels a bit weird right now. I think in the lead-up to the to the Irish games, like we knew this was coming. You know, we'd, this has been signalled two years in advance and we'd had these uh, precursors with the Irish that had not gone well. And so there was this kind of morbid fascination about like, oh gosh, you know, how much the all going to lose by in this game and, and kind of getting our heads around, you know, the All Blacks being an underdog for a test match and then it went completely the other way and it was just the the reaction to that was just like oh my god that's right they're the all blacks this is what they do you know how good does it feel to to have the all blacks just come out and 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 put an opponent away in, in such a heartbreaking fashion for them and so yeah it's uh coming into this one it's um it's just kind of also because it's against south africa as well and you you can never take these games for granted you know i don't think there's a clear favourite in this one. Perhaps I'd say the All Blacks, just considering what's happened with the Springboks in the last couple of weeks, and they're pretty banged up after two uh, mm. you know, very close close ones. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a weird feeling right now. That is an absolute illustration of we are so inward looking, aren't we, Jamie? That we don't look at the world. Because at the end of 2022, we had... France and Ireland as the form team, so never won a World Cup, right? Never won a World Cup between them. Um, and the rest were beating each other. You know, South Africa last year lost to Wales, for heaven's sake. You know, like there, there was a path for the All Blacks to do this at the end of 2022, right? Because, you know, you win a quarterfinal, you're likely in a final, right? Like... Does that make sense? Have I articulated that in any way? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think I think you're you're absolutely right. And I think what it also goes to show is how how little uh, we take notice of what happens in the northern hemisphere because obviously it happens in our summer and you know the games are on at the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean you know people do still watch the Six Nations and everything, but we don't follow their domestic rugby or the form of their players or really take a good notice. You know, it wasn't until just sort of before the World Cup that people started looking at France and realizing like, oh wait, hang on, like I've got couple of guys injured you know this could sort of change everything um looking at uh ireland and 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 just sort of presuming they'll be exactly the same team that played the the all blacks last year they're not you know they've, they've changed and I, I think that that's just kind of it's kind of on new zealanders like as a rugby we can't really call ourselves a rugby nation unless we're looking outwards uh but it's always been that way you know with the all blacks it all, and, and and new zealand rugby you know like we're we we've had it our own way for so long, we've never had to look outside. Uh, and I think that if the game is going to change at all, you know, to become more of a well-rounded global game, I mean, I, you know, looking at the news that came out this week, I'm not, I'm not holding breath. Um, but I think New Zealanders kind of have to embrace what's happening 
around the world uh, a little bit a little bit more like the way football fans do you know like like who the most passionate people get about football in this country is a is a, is a league that happens on the other side of the world uh, i'm not true. saying that we need I, i'm not saying that we we have to all all of a sudden be glued to the urc or the english premiership or anything like that but it just would it would probably make us better fans if we if we had at least an idea of what what was happening outside of our own borders yeah. Uh, speaking of those uh, changes, world rugby, as far as um, the global game, you know, uh, I think trumpeted a few weeks ago by, um, I've completely forgotten his name, uh, Mr. Bill Beaumont. I'm trying to get him out of my mind already about this. This will affect the many, not the few, but right now it just seems to me the 12 disciples of world rugby only get to eat at the head table. Well, it's just kind of like, What's new about this? Like all they've done is just shuffled some some fixtures around. It, it's still the same teams playing one another, and you know if if that's the way it's going to be, you can't really blame All Black fans for thinking the way they are because it's just the same stuff over and over again. Don't, don't get me wrong; like I really enjoy the rugby championship. I, I love watching the All Blacks play the Springboks and and the Wallabies. Um, you know, it's 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 still I'm still going to watch it and cover it, and people are still going to be interested in it, but. Please don't wrap this up in the form of, oh, you know, we've got this big strategy to to grow the game globally because you're not. You're saying one thing and doing another. And all they've done with the uh, the Pacific teams is just recreate an idea they, they'd had 20 years ago, which was the old Pacific Rim Championship. It was exactly the same teams. They used to do this every year. And the, the Māori All Blacks would play in it in sometimes. So... It, it feels much more like a revolution than an evolution, really. They've just sort of given, sort of put a, put a different spin on something they were trying to get through anyway. And the other thing is, is like it's so kind of pushed out the door. Like they haven't even given it a name. Like who launches a product and doesn't give it a name? That's what that's what I'm sort of struggling with here. It just feels like they've kind of said something because they they. They need to, and the fact that they've timed it to do it during the World Cup week when we're all talking about the World Cup final, like, that says quite a bit too. Yeah, it does, mate. It does. I don't know if it's um, been brought on by uh, racism allegations elsewhere. Uh, you know, the, the dead cat political theorem, perhaps. Um, but, yeah, it is very, very interesting for sure, um, the timing, that is. Um, the WXV1, speaking of names that I struggle to get my mouth around, um, the Black Ferns Wales this weekend. Obviously, a, a bit of a tight affair uh, last weekend. Didn't go their way. Surely, surely they'll atone this weekend, will they not? Well, you'd hope so. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to. They're, they're in any danger of losing. I mean, Wales did look okay in their in their game uh, against Canada uh, last weekend. They certainly hung in there. Uh, but you know, they they are very much a team that's at a much lower stage of their development than the than the Black Ferns are, and so unless the Black Ferns can really put a put a hiding on them, I, I'd start asking some real questions as a, as to sort of where they're at as a team because like that game last weekend, they had what was it seventy percent of the ball, seventy percent of the possession, yeah. and they were getting shut down time and time again by a small French team. You know, like very committed, defensively minded French team. Don't don't get me wrong, like they played very very well, but. The, if I watched them train the other day, I watched the Black Ferns train. Those French girls are about half their size, 
And for them not to be able to find a way through that until, what was it, the 77th minute uh, when they scored that, that late try, I, I, you've got to ask, like, what effect losing all of those Sevens players has had on their attacking capability. Uh, the defence, you know, looked okay until Chris Valico got herself sent off. Um, like, there was... There was enough there to show that, you know, the defensive integrity of that team is still very much intact. Uh, but they just seemed to be kind of lacking a few weapons. It felt like Ruby 2 was just trying to do it all herself. Like, she had probably the best game I've seen her play in a, in a Black Ferns um, jersey. But, uh, yeah, they, they probably need to start running on some tries if they're going to have a hope of beating what looks to be a very well-drilled English team next weekend in Auckland. Mm. Indeed. All right. Uh, elsewhere, what's grabbing your attention at the moment? Uh, there's a lot of sport going on outside the oval ball. Um, your specialty topic and mastermind, no doubt, would be rugby. But is it Joey Manu uh, attempting to, to make Bull Rush a professional sport by himself? Um, or, or the prospect of taking on the kangaroos up there, a cricket World Cup? What's up there? Well, yeah, I mean, this Saturday, is, is, this, is this about as Super Saturday Sunday as you can, you can get? Well, it's, 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 uh, starting off, we've got the Black Ferns here in the, uh, in the afternoon, which is a good, good time for um, children and families to be, to be watching and getting along to the game. And then we've got the Kiwis later on um, that evening in the Kangaroos. And it's been a while, you know, since those, those guys have gone, gone at each other. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that, that match of, of something I grew up watching. And, you know, there was sort of a yearly staple. And, and it, I feel like we need to really get Kiwis and Kangaroos back to a level where it's something that we're all really looking forward to every year, you know, around that sort of Anzac Day test, uh, Anzac test um, uh, format again, um, because there's really nothing like it when those two really go at each other, and it's a good close yes. game. Um, then we've got the cricket all night, which I'm going to stay up and try and watch as much as I can. I'm sort of worried about if Glenn Maxwell can just keep batting the way it is. One, I really like Glenn Maxwell. He, he comes off as a really nice guy, and he's great to watch. Uh, so to see him get that record, I think, was, was pretty cool. And then, of course, we've got the World Cup final, and... Um, if anyone, anyone's down here in Dunedin knows a good pub to watch it at, just let me know, please, because, um, yeah, keen to start the day off with a bang. Double eight, double three. Tell Jamie where he can go um, to have a good time. We'll pass on all the messages to him. Double eight, double three. Jamie, thanks so much, mate. I know you're a busy boy. Keep up uh, the fine work, mate. Try and get some rest ahead of Super Saturday. I, I don't want you breaking, mate. I don't want you breaking. Now you're a bit of a child oh, at go, times, mate. and you can easily shatter. <laughs> Who told you that, mate? Who told you that? A line. <laughs> uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the weekend, mate. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully next time I talk to you, the All Blacks will be the world champions.